The Valley Virus Update with James Golding, keeping you informed throughout the crisis. Brought to you with the help of Binary Plus Training, where your first aid is our first priority. Find out more at www.binaryplustraining.co.uk. Good morning. It is Thursday, the 9th of April. You're listening to the Valley Virus Update with me, James Golding, here on 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Quick reminder that, as you know, we record this program the night before. So for us, it's just gone 10 past 7 in the evening. Um, and we like to record at this time because that allows us to keep as up to date as possible with the new announcements that come out of Downing Street at the evening briefing. Why am I talking, saying things like we and us? Well, that's because, as usual, I am not on my own. I'm joined this morning by Nathan Bibby, who I'm going to let introduce himself with his two different hats that he, he wears under normal circumstances. So, good morning, Nathan. How are you? Morning, James. I'm uh, very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, to go off my job titles because they are a little bit uh, complicated. I'm the Rosendale School Games organizer, um, three days a week, and two days a week the Rosendale School Sports Partnership uh, manager, um, based at the Valley Leadership Academy, uh, not Fians as a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so let's break that down let's have a look at um what we're going to do is we're going to first look at what your life was like six weeks ago um mm -hmm. before all of this happened so your three days that you spend as um the school games organizer what's that all about mm -hmm. what do you do in in that role yeah uh, so school games it's um it's a government initiative um which is kind of uh managed by a charity called the U Sport Trust. So the government and Sports England, they fund it, and the U Sport Trust are, are our managers, basically. And there's 460-plus uh, school games organisers up and down the country, um, so in each borough. Uh, in Lancashire alone, there's 16 of us. Um, and I suppose the, the idea is keeping competitive sport, uh, school sport, at, at the heart of schools, really. Uh, when I say competitive sport, it probably doesn't mean what, a lot of people think in terms of traditional sport and, and it all being competitive and it being the best of the best. It's, it's, it, it really is about um, ensuring that every child has the opportunity to take part in sport and physical activity, um, delivering high quality PE um, and, and, and really ensuring that every child um, gets the opportunity to represent their school. Um, so up until like leading up to London 2012, uh, the school games was really all about um, the elite, the best of the best kids taking part in sport. And we've really had a, a competition reframe um, where we've, we've kind of started looking at um, our objectives and the outcomes of sports and physical activity. And, and really, it's not just about winning. Um, our, our competitions and festivals that we put on now uh, are targeting different types of pupils, so we're not seeing the same pupils taking part in, in competitions anymore. Um, it's, you know, we, we might do a, a, a festival where we're targeting pupils that don't normally take part in, in physical activity, um, and the outcomes might be learning um, a life skill such as teamwork or, um, yeah, so some kind of life skill or just all about taking part and having fun not necessarily winners. We still do have, still do have uh, traditional sports competitions uh, where we do have winners, but like I said, um, it's really trying to cater for all children um, 
in, in, in terms of getting them physically active more than anything. Um, so yeah, so so part my role is is mainly to in terms of the school game stuff is is to organise these festivals and competitions and um, throughout the academic year I think we do something like 167 different competition dates um, throughout the academic year, uh, which obviously you can imagine is extremely busy. Um, I think last year alone, uh, as a throughput, we we, we hit uh, we had five over five thousand pupils take part in our competitions and events just in Rosendale alone, um, and you know, and it's not just me by myself. Uh, I, I do work um, extremely closely with Rosendale Leisure Trust, and they um, that they are instrumental in in, in kind of supporting uh, the school games. Um, not everyone works in that in that way, but I've got a brilliant, like I said, a brilliant relationship with Rosendellas Trust, and, and they really do help me um, run these events. Um, so, in terms of just going kind of back to, to what the actual school games is, there's a there's a structure. It's um, a competition structure of four different uh, levels, as it was. So, um, intra competition um, would be um, a competition within a school. So, the idea is that everyone in the class. Um, actually gets to take part in that that competition and sport and that's where you, you, you kind of bring every single child within the, in the up and down the country takes part um, then you've got your local inter competition so actually Rosendale competitions uh, most of these are, are based at the Valley Leadership Academy um, so I'm sure uh, a lot of pupils and parents out there that um, have been to my competitions will have, will have visited the Valley Leadership Academy and, and, and come down to them competitions uh, after that, um, if you win our inter-competitions in Rosendale, uh, you qualify for the Lancashire School Games, uh, which is a massive event at the end of the academic year. It's the biggest uh, sporting event or school, sport, school sports event uh, in Lancashire with over 2,000 people taking part in 16 different, com- different sports um, over in Blackpool. Now, obviously, um, we won't be doing that uh, this year, unfortunately. Um, but that's sponsored by uh, Spa, uh, James Hall, over in Preston. Um, and, and it's a fantastic event, a really, really uh, brilliant event. Um, so in terms of school games, that's kind of, of, of where we're at, really, and, and what we do on a, on a day-to-day basis, organising competitions um, and just making sure that every, every child within Rosendale has that opportunity to take part in competitive sport. That sounds like a lot of work to squeeze into three days a week. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, the, the two roles do cross over. Um, it, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's not just three days doing that and then two days doing the other role. Um, so what about this other role, this Rosendale yeah. School Sports Partnership Manager? What's one of them? Yeah, so, so I mean, the School Sports Partnerships were set up um, in, I think, the mid-2000s. Uh, um, under, under the old government and um, they kind of folded in 2011 but we were really fortunate and this is before my time kind of thing but we were really fortunate in Rosendale to still have um, Rosendale primary schools pay into a partnership to, to, keep, to keep the school sports partnership alive basically and when I came into the role in 2012-13 uh, academic year um, we had maybe 18 schools paying into the school sports partnership. And since then, um, we've got 30 out of 31 now paying into it. Um, and the partnership, at, 
as well as doing competitions so outside of the school games, um, schools can pay for other competitions that we, that we put on. Uh, but we've also got an extensive uh, coaching program. Um, so we've got Rosendale Rugby Club and uh, Table Tennis Club, who we go into primary schools, uh, coaches of theirs go into primary schools. But our main um, provider of coaches, again, is, is Rosendale uh, Leisure Trust. And I think last year they delivered over 3,000 hours of coaching in, in our uh, local primary schools. Uh, whether that be uh, high quality physical education, um, whether you know team teaching with teachers and they're learning off teachers and teachers are learning off them, or whether it's um, uh, breakfast clubs or lunchtime clubs or after school clubs, uh, where they you know really are coaching sports and and the idea of, of them after school clubs is that um, they may do a six week program, say it's on uh, hockey for example, and then at the end of that six week program we'll put on our competition. Um, so obviously the kids have had the six weeks practice in hockey and then we were competitive game in that. Um, as well as the competitions and coaching in schools on the school sports partnership side of things, um, we offer CPD for uh, teachers, uh, whether that's through national governing body um, sports, so like the FA, for example, in football or um, England for athletics. Uh, and also we work with uh, Lancashire County Council um, who put on um, physical education, so PE, um, CPD sessions, uh, where it's all around the the, key, the, the scheme of work and curriculum uh, base CPD, basically. And then finally, we put on um, a lot of leadership opportunities. We give a lot of leadership opportunities for pupils uh, in Rosendale. So I think this year, from secondary school-wise, we've had 180-odd sports leaders who have given up so many hours of their own time. Um, so when we put on our competitions, um, they are often led by our sports leaders that are from the local secondary schools. Um, and, that, and that's fantastic. It, it really gives them a lot of experience. Um, and, and without their help, to be fair, I wouldn't be able to run the competitions as well. So what's your background? How did you get into this kind of line of work? Yeah, so... Um, I obviously was uh, very sporty and, um, you know, growing up, I did so many different types of, of sports uh, up until maybe I was 14. And then I, I really took on um, running. I, I started taking my running quite seriously. I'm a, I was a middle distance runner. Um, so at the age of 14, 15, I was ranked number one in the country, for example, at 1,500 metres. So, um, you know, I've, I've run for England before, um, competed internationally before. Uh, and obviously that's that's where my passion and, and love of sport kind of started. Um, did my A-levels and managed to get into Loughborough University, which um, for those that uh, haven't heard of Loughborough University, it's probably the most famous uh, university for sport and, and physical activity in the country. We've had, you know, um, so many Olympians that, that are from uh, Loughborough. I think in London 2012, if Loughborough was its own country, they would have finished something like, I can't remember, top 15 in the whole world if it was their own country. So that's the kind of level of, um, of sporting um, greatness that there is at Loughborough. So uh, I studied sports and exercise science at Loughborough. Um, absolutely loved it. I always thought that I'd end up becoming a, a PE teacher. Um, so my idea, the idea was after uh, my undergraduate, I'd do my PGCE. Um, decided to take a year out. 
um, and got uh, did a, did a job in uh, sports development over in Loughborough for a year uh, for the county sport partnership. Um, and like I said, I was was meant to go back into education after that, um, but I saw this this job in Rosendale as a school games organizer. Um, and I had previously um, worked with school games organisers within within that role that year after university, uh, and I just loved it. I thought, yeah, that that's a bit of me. That so um, so yeah, and and you know, so year year after finishing university, I I'd never even heard of Rosendale before, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm from Lancashire. Um, I'm from uh, Longridge uh, near Preston. Yeah, uh, but I'd never I had heard of it, but I'd never never been in Rosendale uh, before. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love it. To be honest, I love the role and I love the people and the, the community spirit that that's in Rosendale. And I, I, yeah, I wouldn't change my job for the world. So that's a bit of background about what life was like for you um, <laughs> a while ago. What? How do you do any of that now? What does your job involve doing in the current climate? Because everything's changed with the COVID nineteen outbreak. Absolutely. I mean, everyone's kind of lives have, have dramatically changed and, and school life in particular um, has, has changed so dramatically. Um, you know, everyone's had to kind of very quickly adapt and adjust um, to, in, in very little time as well. I mean, we were told on the Wednesday that schools were closing by the Friday, you know, had to have got packs out to, well, not me personally, but the teachers had to, you know, get packs out to the pupils, uh, learning packs, and started creating all these online resources. Um, and in terms of my role, um, U-Sport Trust has set us a kind of new work programme, um, and that is to connect with schools and families, obviously virtually and online, um, through social media, through emails, and it's basically just to try to um, ensure that children are still physically literate and physically, uh, you know, physical fitness is still going on in the homes. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, initially, um, I kind of contacted my P, the P coordinators in Rosendale, uh, and I just put a wealth of resources together that I thought thought would be useful. Um, to, to uh, pupils when, when, when they are at home, to parents. Uh, and it was literally just a list of, you know, YouTube videos that they can dance along to and um, uh, stuff from the U Sport Trust, stuff from school games. Um, but, but yeah, it, I also was, you know, obviously we're on social media and on Twitter and Rosendale SSP, Rosendale SSP is our Twitter um, name. Uh, as well as an Instagram, and I, I felt uh, the first week or so, I was just I seemed like I felt like I was tweeting maybe a hundred times a day, kind of thing, or reading. Uh, the, the, there's vast amounts of um, stuff out there for parents, um, but what we did feel like it, it was probably an information overload for parents because obviously everyone's having to adapt really quickly. And so are parents and homeschooling is obviously a real difficult one for like it can be well it can be very overwhelming for parents um so what we've done is since then um we're working on a program that's going to be uh, launched after the easter holidays now so me and a few of the other school games organizers uh, in lancashire who have been working with um active lancashire who are our um, county sport partnership and we've been working with um lancashire 
council to put a, a timetable together of physical activity and, and PE, basically, um, where parents can go to one central website, um, a Lancashire website, and they can actually access um, you know, a wealth of information, but that's streamlined. So it's not just, um, we're, not, we're not just putting tons and tons of, of resources out there. We've really streamlined it. So what we've done is we've broken it up into age groups. So we've got a timetable for key stage one, which is year one and two. We've got a timetable for key stage two, which is year three, four, five, and six. And then we've got a timetable for secondary schools as well. And within them timetables, we've kind of broken it um, down further into four sections. So uh, we've broken it down into move, learn, play and challenge. Now, the move section is all about physical activity. So um, I'm sure a lot of parents out there have been using the Joe Wicks uh, workouts, uh, which we, we have recommended. Um, but I, I, th I think it's just important to know that you know, these workouts are about physical activity and they're not about physical education and there is a, a real difference between them. Um, they're also, I, 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 again, I'm, I'm not saying these are, the Joe Wicks uh, stuff is bad at all. I think it's absolutely fantastic what he's doing. I wouldn't say it's necessarily age appropriate for some, for certain pupils. Um, there's certain stuff on there that if you don't get the technique right, it's not going to be great for you. So, for example, um, you know, key stage one pupils, year one and two, uh, it might not even be that interesting for them to do the Joe Wick stuff. So we've we've kind of put stuff that's that's more age appropriate uh, together for them within the move section of these timetables. Um, so for example, um, if if anyone wants to look it up, if you go on CBBC and you type in uh, Andy's Wild Workouts, um, they're just so much more age appropriate for. Yeah more than you know uh, even up into key stage two um so so we've we've kind of within the move and the play sections um literally on the timetable there'll be a link um and it'll just take you to one page and it will have a load of resources that we think are fantastic for that age group um and that are designed to help children to move and to play uh, for the learn section and the challenge section, the learn section we've we've we're concentrated on skills that uh, pupils would learn in PE. Now these skills are you know the very basic skills. Um, for example, the first week is all about jumping, so learning to jump and the correct technique for jumping. Um, and we've just done some very basic cards that that parents will be able to follow, be able to practice these. Uh, learning outcomes um, with their children and then the idea is that we have set these weekly challenges so that on a Friday um, you can uh, practice you can have a go at these challenges and submit your um, your results to uh, the Lancashire School Games uh, website and uh, their social media handles as well um, now, kind of, the reason we've done this is um, the chief medical officer for England, he recommends, or he or she, they, they recommend that um, everyone, every child from between the age of 5 and 15 does 60 minutes of physical activity or vigorous physical activity every single day. Now, vigorous physical activity means just raising your heart rate, getting your, getting your blood pumping around the body kind of thing. So that could be anything from walking to, you know, a serious hit workout um but you know that, that that's 
just to maintain your physical health and your mental health and it's really really important and I think now more than ever when you know potentially pupils and children could could literally be sat at home and being sedentary for hours and hours at a time these timetables are, are, are there to kind of break that up and um, so like have like physical activity breaks um so that hopefully they can achieve them 60 active minutes still um, i mean i think it's, it's, it's you know it's impressive that, that they do that so that when they come back to school they're not going to be walking zombies really if i'm honest um so that's the reason we've kind of put these uh timetables together um and hopefully, um, you know, children can carry on achieving them 60 active minutes. Uh, within schools at the moment, uh, schools are targeting, targeted to um, achieve the 30 active minutes. And the idea is that they're meant to do 30 active minutes outside of school as well. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the reason we've kind of started putting that together. Um, it's going to be launched on the 20th of April. Um, and you'll be able to find the timetable at uh, www.lancashireschoolgames.co.uk. Um, what will happen is we will send these out to all schools via email, uh, and also Lancashire County Council uh, will send them out via their portal. So all um, head teachers and PE coordinators will receive these timetables, and the idea is then that hopefully... Um, they will send these out to parents as well as us putting them on our social media. Um, so I know a lot of schools have obviously got their virtual curricula right now and hopefully we're, the idea anyway is that these timetables get put on that virtual curricula so that there is a real structure for, um, for, for, for parents and, and, and pupils. Uh, it's not just about Joe Wicks's 30 minutes of physical activity. It is about physical education and challenging and play play so important as well um you know just cr the creativeness that that, that pupils can uh, get from from playing um and being physically active so yeah that's so just to confirm, that's launching on the 20th of April and the website, if your school doesn't send you that information, is www.lancashireschoolgames.co.uk. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so obviously your um, job and everything has changed completely. You did mention before we um, came um, to recording this uh, program just now that you've got some um, little tidbits from head teachers and things that uh, you've been in contact with over the last day or so. Um, because it's really hard for parents. Um, I, I'm a, a qualified primary school teacher and I'm finding it difficult because really I'd swap one for 30 any day um, and it, it is really difficult is educating at home so what what's this um, like feedback like that you've had from the local schools yeah I mean um, in terms of uh, my, my wife is a year six teacher and I've kind of just asked uh, her opinions and, and, and sort of tips from her and then, and then I've also have emailed, um, I emailed some of the, well, all the schools this morning I had quite, quite a really good response um, and they, they've kind of just the schools have emailed me back um, just giving me some brilliant examples of, of, of why they're proud of, of their school communities really um, but in terms of uh, tips for um, parents at home um, 
I think I think the main thing is don't put pressure on yourselves to to, to be educators. You know, the teachers they they've trained for a long time to to be educators, and um, I think I think yeah, really don't put pressure on yourselves. Um, you you know you don't have to do the equivalent of a school day. Um, just bits bits every day um, it, it is is much better than than nothing. But I, th- I think a nine to three, I think you you've still got to have that relationship with your with your kids and you know, trying to be teachers might not necessarily be the best thing to, to keep that relationship with you with your kids um you know use these activity breaks when you are doing uh, lessons keep them occupied uh, you, you don't have to have the traditional lessons so going for a walk and seeing wildlife and plants and learning about the world um is just as beneficial as, as doing the maths and English, in my, in my opinion, and in my wife's opinion. Um, I have to agree there, myself and my daughter, yeah. we've done things like baking, we've been building ethics models, that kind of thing. They're, they're really, really good, useful skills, um, especially Absolutely. if you've got a child that, um, like if you've got a dyslexic child or anything like that, then working on the fine motor skills and things with them is really good. That doesn't have to be done by handwriting. That can be done by no. painting something a little bit intricate or making a model or anything like that. Absolutely, yeah, completely agree. You know, uh, I mean... If you think about baking, um, it's cross-curricular. So, you know, you're, you're using maths, you, you know, you're, you're measuring, you're doing time, uh, you're reading recipes, you know, they, and, they are, and, and, and you're learning to cook as well. They're, they're important life skills, which, you know, you, you can spend, you, you've actually got the opportunity at the moment, uh, or if, if you're fortunate enough anyway, to spend time with, you, with your kids and, and your family and, and do all these stuff that, that maybe, you know, in the, busy lives that we have you don't actually have time for um or you don't feel like you have time for anyway uh, on you know a normal day today so yeah um just stuff like that really um try to keep a bit of a structure it, it is my advice you know keep weekdays as weekdays yeah. and weekends yeah. as weekends you know have bedtime still get up at a, a normal school time really um put day know, clothes on during the day <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, and and you can you can work on some schedule. Like they don't have to be detailed schedules, but work on some schedules with your children. Um, you know, that that's a brilliant life skill. Self organisation. What what a brilliant life skill that is that you could that you could um, you know teach teach your children. So yeah, uh, but I think the main the main the main point from my, from what my wife was saying anyway was honestly don't don't put too much pressure on yourselves. Um, you're not teachers end, end of the day. Um, and, you know, if you know your kids best as well. Um, you know, if you feel like they can't do something necessarily, then, then change it. Um, speak, your teachers are still there as well for advice. Like, honestly, the amount of teachers that I've spoken to that are actually absolutely missing them kids. Um, the, keep in touch with them, please do, via your virtual curricula, via email, however, however um, your school's communicating with you please do um keep in touch and, and if you've got questions about the work being set the teachers would be more than willing more than willing to to answer them uh, questions um and yeah in terms of tips that i think i think that's probably covered everything that that my wife did say uh, like i said i've uh, spoke to well quite a number of schools and, and I'm, i do apologize if i don't mention all the schools that got back to me this morning uh, but just to kind of go through 
a few of these uh, of, of what's going on in the valley and, and some of the, the fantastic work and, and, and what the, the head teachers are really proud of that, that, that's been going on. Um, Haslandon Primary School, um, they said that they are doing video assemblies every Monday and Friday, um, basically to celebrate. Um, the, the, they've told me that there's been so many good news stories in their local community and they really want to celebrate that. So that's something that they're doing on their Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Um, St. Anne's Edgeside, um, they told me, I mean, they've done loads of stuff, but one of the, one of the brilliant things that they did was deliver um, food to the raft uh, food bank. So that's from the, the, you know, the free school meals that, that were left over. They've, they've delivered food there. St. Peter's uh, Primary School, they've been doing loads. They've put on um, a special staff video that's been sent out to the pupils just to keep them motivated and, and tell them that how much they're missing them. Uh, St. Paul's Primary School up in um, near Alder Grange, they've done postcards that have been sent to the people that have been isolated um, just to keep them in contact and make sure and just tell them that people are looking out for them. Um, and, you know, New Church St. Nicholas, they've been creating um, a, a calm and reflective garden in their, in their grounds, which people can go and uh, walk around, I do believe. Uh, Water Primary School, um, they've been uh, keeping people active. They've set up a YouTube uh, channel where they've uh, done like quizzes and challenges and, and, and you know, keeping in contact with their, their pupils. And there's just been so many, you know, acts of kindness. Uh, the Valley Leadership Academy, where I work, um, they donated 120 goggles from their science department to, their, to our local NHS trust. Um, yeah, it's just been fantastic to see um, Rosendale community coming together and the schools, you know, being part of that community and, and, and some lovely stories and, and you know, I, th I think the main thing is the teachers, they, they miss them kids. They, yeah. they really, really do. Uh, some people would have thought that they might be celebrating when school's closed. Absolutely not. They were gutted. My wife, for example, she was, she was honestly cry, crying, thinking that she might not see her year six class again. Like, it's, um, yeah, my little girl's in year six and she's had that same... It, it's not quite hit her as hard as it does with the adults because the resilient little things are kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> But she's had that dawning that, well, she might not go back to that school again. And for the year six children and the year six teachers, that must be really, really hard. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, year six, year six staff especially, they are, they are, I think they are absolutely gutted. Um, I know my uh, wife, she's promised her kids that they will see each other again and they will do something at some point as a class together. Um, and I think I think it is going to be um, tough, um, you know, the transition from year six to seven. Uh, but there will be there'll be so many things that will be put in place, and yeah. I'm sure I well, I know senior leadership teams in secondary schools at the moment are really putting plans together uh, for that transition for year six to year seven. Well, um, every child in that academic year is going to have gone through the same thing, isn't it? It's not like one exactly. child's missing out. So every child is going to have missed out on some serious elements of the transition process. But because it's all of them, that kind of makes it easier to put more general things in place, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, either over the summer holidays or um, in September, there'll be, there'll be something in place that... But yeah, like you said, it's gonna it's gonna affect everyone. But I think what's been what's been great um, f 
from my perspective, is how many schools are communicating with each other and we're all in touch with each other. Um, they're all working together. Um, I think after Easter, some of the schools are setting up as hubs, so they're coming together um, and working together uh, to, to you know ensure the safety. Of, I think that's one of the main things as well, ensuring the safety of, of pupils uh, more than anything. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, yeah, year, year six pupils, they will be fine. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's, it's a worrying time for, for some of them at the moment. Definitely. Although, I can't lie, my little girl is a little bit pleased that she doesn't have to do her SATs exams. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of a jump for joy in our house at that one. Yeah, I can imagine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's your professional life and that kind of um, thing. And it sounds like you're doing amazing work, you, the rest of the schools and everybody getting together to really try and make as much of a difference to the lives of these now isolated young people up and down the valley as you possibly can. Um, but let, you've mentioned your wife there. How's the um, whole scenario hit you as a, a family? How, how are you dealing with this on more of a personal level? Yeah, um, I think... Uh, I didn't, I've never been anxious before, um, but then first few weeks I, I did feel anxiety. Um, you know, I had a few nights where I wasn't sleeping and it was on my mind. And, and I, even though I feel quite safe at home, um, you know, but then when you do go out, you kind of, you know, I feel like I want to hold my, hold my breath when I go to the supermarket and stuff like that. Um, but no, I mean, I think live you know we are very well I personally feel very privileged um a to live where I live to be in the position that I'm in um you know we live in Wiltshire which is quite similar to Rosendale in terms of this this countryside um we can get out I mean in Rosendale we're so lucky I, I reckon almost everyone is within 10 minutes walk of 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 the countryside you, you know we've got that opportunity to um you know exercise an hour a day uh, and I've personally been taking that. So we've been, um, I've been running every other day and walking every other day. So we've done a walk together, me and my wife, um, yesterday. And then today I've done a run by myself while she's done an exercise class. And I think um, for me, exercise and physical activity and, and, and you know, it, it's, it, it's it's a godsend for me. I, and, and I really do hope that... Um, you know the ones that are letting letting the nation down really don't carry on doing that, and we don't end up losing that that hour of, of exercise. Because for me, um, you know, and mentally and physically, it, it's it's fantastic. And um, yeah, it yeah. does concern me with this bank holiday about to um, approach that whether yeah. people are going to do the sensible and responsible thing of staying at home, protecting the NHS, and stopping the virus spreading any further or whether we're going to have more reckless behavior of people going out and putting extra drains on resources that aren't really there to be honest absolutely i think i think the virus is invisible isn't it so i think people just don't don't certain people don't realize how you know that it's there almost really obviously they do but they think you might think that you're immune to it or invincible but um, you know, it's really affecting all age groups. It's not just about the, the over 70s. If, if you start looking at people that it has affected and, and, and seriously affected, you know, I mean, look at Boris Johnson. He's, he's, he's meant to run every day. He's meant yeah. to be 
physically fit man in his, in his 50s. So, and it doesn't um, get more privileged than being the Prime Minister, does it? So any resources he needed to stay fit and healthy would have been on hand. And they, it, it, nobody is immune. I think that's the important part. I think that is the yeah, that is the important thing. And I think you know, you, you might think oh, it's only going to be mild symptoms, um, but that doesn't matter. We, we you know, we, you've got to follow the rules to to like you said before, protect the NHS um, and spread really um, more than anything. Um, but yeah, from a from a personal point of view, um, like I said, the first few weeks quite anxious. Um, I feel like I've adjusted in terms of. Um, to this um, temporary routine and, and work life that, that we've got now, um, but yeah, just hoping that um, that it's over really more than anything. Definitely, couldn't couldn't agree more there. And the more we follow what we're told to do, the shorter it's going to be, really, isn't it? As well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the programme this morning, Nathan. Thank you ever so much for joining us. I'd just like to give you this opportunity now to just kind of spread your final thoughts with the people of the Valley and give them a a little pearl of wisdom before we go. (laughs) Yeah, um, obviously things aren't aren't great at the moment, but, you know, there are so many heartwarming stories out there of of kindness and and communities coming together and, and, and... that you know in Rosendale that that is that is what Rosendale is all about the community spirit um and coming together uh, to look after the most vulnerable people in our society you know the the Rosendale um connect connect is it Rosendale connect? yes um, Rosendale connected Rosendale connected um that the the council and the, the leisure trust and other organizations have, have come together it just kind of epitomizes the the spirits of rosendale really um and and the goodwill of of the people and i i I strongly believe that um you know the future is is bright because of that you know we are going to come come out of this stronger um and yeah just try to stay active try to you know um do as do that 60 minutes of physical activity it will do the world of good I think um, this actually is an opportunity for people to, to, to start exercising that, that might not have exercised before. And I would say, you know, you don't have to start running five, 10 Ks and half marathons or anything like that. But if you can get out a half an hour to an hour and do a walk, that's going to do you the world of good. Um, but like I said, um, the, few, the you know, it gives us, you know, a lot of uh, hope for the future. Um, it's all coming together where you know we are going to be a, we're a strong community and, and, and long may that continue brilliant well that was nathan bibby the school games organizer and rosendale school sports partnership manager you've been listening to the valley virus update with me james golding here on 104.7 rosendale radio we are taking a short break over the easter holidays because we need to treat it like it is a bank holiday but we're not going outside and being silly we're going to stay at home and do whatever we're going to do in the house instead but we will be back on tuesday um following the easter weekend so stay safe over the course of the weekend stay at home protect the nhs and save lives
That was the Valley Virus update brought to you by James Golding and Binary Plus Training. Music, a very Brady special by Kevin McLeod, available from incompetech.com.